0: Hello, this is Chelsea, I am editing right now, and um, I know that some people sent us their responses for the question that we put up on our story asking about personal style, and yes, our episode this week is about personal style, but we weren't able to gather enough total responses to address everyone's responses to the question. So for my solo episode, in about two weeks I will be addressing these in a small segment, So that your suggestions and your personal styles won't go unnoticed. Okay, thank you.
1: Starting in quarantine without an end in sight, we're bringing to you advice and good conversation from one teenager to another. This is Sonika and Chelsea with Armbridge, a podcast we hope to be informative and reflective of the everyday world around us. Thank you for joining us today. It is July... 23rd. Yes. Last week we talked about dissociating from dissociating from high school that ended up just being like a nostalgia episode, which was great. It was fun. Um, and today we are going to talk about personal style. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, so.
0: We decided to dress up for this episode, so.
1: Yes, we did. Um,
0: let's, let's, let's go piece by piece on our, our fits today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Uh,
1: you can go first. <laughs>
0: We have to be very uh, descriptive because some people are going to be using like... audio, I guess. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, we get to be like those fashion YouTubers. Today, I am wearing a Gingham uh, loose fitted blouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go for it. Okie dokie.
0: So, um, today, I'm wearing a. It's just a black shirt. It's a graphic tee from Uniqlo. Hopefully my mic can pick this up because my mouth is so far. I from can that. hear it. Okay. Oh well,
1: that's good. I have this belt that
0: I got for like three dollars. Oh, it's a full Uniqlo fit. Oh, that was not intentional. I have these like. Look
1: at that Uniqlo sponsor. Us my please. green
0: pants. Uh, and some. The Kim
1: Possible pants. Some like chains.
0: That may yeah, or may not be real. So very excited.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> love chair. it. All right, now for me, um, I don't know if my headphones are gonna like stretch this far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I am wearing this is this is a nuisance. I am wearing just a loose fitted black t-shirt that says CKNY. It's kind of kind of athletic, not really. It's just loose fitted, breathable, nice fabric. Uh, usually, I live in skinny jeans, but recently I've actually been trying to stray away from that. so these are just black joggers. Um, but they're like nice joggers, they're not like the diaper pants, you know, they're like... <laughs> if you know what patiala pants are, like the Indian patiala pants, they're kind of like that, they're loose-fitted. Nice. Um, and the shirt's kind of tucked in because I have been indoctrinated by Tan France.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Tan France.
1: And then um, on my face... And from my neck up, I am also wearing, oh, it went inside the shirt. I'm, no, it went backwards. I'm wearing a simple little silver chain uh, with like a little pendant in the middle. There we go. Um, and some earrings that are like dangly and also silver. Yeah, whoever's listening on audio only, I'm so sorry for my lack of description. <laughs> um, but that's, that's the vibe. I also have like light simple e-girl makeup going on so okay (laughs) that's the situation
0: (laughs) um should we just describe our personal aesthetics as well before we kind of delve into the episode
1: yeah sure that that works i think i'm kind of gonna be like elaborating more because if you give me any topic i can go off for 45 minutes about it but yeah we could start off with that
0: um all right so, would you like to go first again? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. Um, for me, I guess I I like a lot of layering, so cardigans, solid colors, but especially sol like unique colors. I guess because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people tend to gravitate towards like more black and neutral tones, and I think it's fun to experiment mm-hmm. with like different colors. Uh,
1: You're
0: calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay though.
1: Um, no. Yeah, it's cool.
0: Like graphic T-shirts and colored pants specifically.
1: Mm, colored pants are the death of me.
0: So.
1: Wait, I've noticed that about yeah. You're right because you have like the yellow ones too, right? Yeah. They're, like a mustard color, but they look really good, y'all. Holy cow, her fashion oh. sense is like insane. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, shall I go? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, as you said, most people tend to gravitate towards black or neutral <laughs> colors. <laughs> I'm your girl. <laughs> Um, I actually, I mostly wear like either black or white and then on occasion I'll have like pink or beige or whatever, but it's mostly black and white, like, they're bold, so. Um, In terms of aesthetic, it's like the complete opposite to my personality, but I kind of like edgy clothes a little better because um, I gave this reasoning to another like friend of mine earlier this week. She was like, how are you the most sunny and emo person at the same time? And I was like, see, here's the thing. If my personality is sunny, I'm only 5'2", I'm like kind of petite too. If like everything about me is small and then on top of that, I wore like bright, happy, cute clothes. I would be put off by myself, you know? Like yeah. <laughs> that's just too much. Happy going on, so I like my clothes to balance it a little bit, <laughs> I guess. The power yeah. that's like a palette, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I give off the wrong impression, and then, like, once people start talking to me, it's the complete opposite. It's great, I love it. Um, and then since I mostly wear black, like both for like shirts and pants, um, I, I think I told you this last week, I focus a little more on like silhouette than I do. Colors because there's not a whole lot to coordinate in that. What's the word? That department, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the vibe I go for in terms of like buying stuff for myself. So yeah. Um, cool
0: beans. How did we like come up on this topic though? I mean, I know you suggested it, but what was like, did something happen for you to like pick it? I, th- I thought it was like a very interesting change of pace from what we did last yeah.
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I I think I've been like because of quarantine I've had plenty of time to do like window shopping online oh. <laughs> and so I was like you know it'd be kind of interesting because both of us are like at least somewhat into like style and fashion and stuff like that so um I think you're one of the only friends I have that kind of is interested in that subject mm-hmm. as well. No, so, um, yeah, I guess it was just because like it's something both of us are at least somewhat interested in, so hmm. that'd be cool. Yeah.
0: Um, out of curiosity, I guess, uh, we're kind of backtracking it again, going back a little bit, but when did you start uh, becoming more invested in like fashion, I guess? Because hmm. uh, for me it was like probably after my freshman year, my sophomore year was when I kind of started picking stuff out, taking stuff out of my closet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, was, was it like in high school for you as well, or just like...
1: mine is a little bit more complicated? I don't know. Oh, really? Like I can't think of like a defined like set year where I really started caring. Um, I mentioned in the last episode that in middle school I was like obsessed with Justice and like, <laughs> the influence, which that kind of started. I mean, I think. For me, it was a lot earlier. Like I think for me, it was um, once I moved here from Houston, like Houston, Houston. Oh wow. um, Yeah. So I guess around seven or eight years old. But even then, it wasn't like full on. Like I care about what I wear, you know. (laughs) For me, it was more out of pressure because like in it was just like a change in my friend dynamic. So I (laughs) I kind of have a story behind it. Um, I don't know if this is gonna take too long, but. Let's roll with it. All right. So, um, my friend group in Houston, I don't know, we were a lot less superficial I guess. Um, in that like no one really cared about clothes or like you know, trying to make themselves look good. Not that it was a bad thing at all, mm-hmm. but um it just wasn't like a priority among most of the friends I had back there. And then when I moved here I remember distinctly I was invited to a birthday party And we were supposed to dress up. And so my concept of dressing up was pretty simple. I was like, okay, I could wear like a cute, cuter looking sweater and jeans and it should be cool. Like I still dress pretty casually, right? And then I showed up and everyone was in dresses and I was just like, uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh. And so I think for me that like regard for what I wore came more out of like pressure from my friend group, Mm -hmm. as weird as it is. But I don't necessarily hate it either because I don't know. Now it's something I like genuinely enjoy. So um, that's how it started. But <laughs>
0: that's interesting. now
1: I like dressing up. What like kind looking of cute, so.
0: party was this? It sounds like
1: it was, <laughs> <you> <laughs> it was <laughs> just a birthday things. party. But they had like this activity planned out where they would like. So the the girl's dad was like a really good photographer, right? And so he was like, I'll just take, like, photos of y'all, like, little portraits, Um, and then send it to your family. It would just be, like, a cute little birthday activity type of thing, right? And so, um, when I say it like that, it sounds kind of (laughs) strange, but I promise, it was was a cute concept, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's why.
0: That's... Yeah. (laughs) That's just, like, (laughs) imagine, like, young Sonica going into the birthday party, like, oh, okay.
1: I guess I didn't get the memo. (laughs)
0: Um... Yeah, I guess uh, it's kind of the same for me when I was younger, like, or at least I would try to attribute my, the way I dress to how everyone else dressed. if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like, um, I feel like some of the trends in elementary and middle school were just kind of, I don't know, they were not great, but... They weren't, um,
1: I I agree, because I lived in neon clothes for at least four years. There were some, there were some
0: choices that were made, and um, I guess... I started to adapt my own style because of uh, what I saw like online, Uh, Mm -hmm. especially. uh, Have you seen Have you seen those TikToks recently that are that show like the Chinese like streetwear? Yes. Oh my god! God. (laughs) That was like what I wanted to do in like. That's the aspiration. That's the goal. It just made me, I guess, happy in the like in the morning. You know, you have that part of your life where you're not at school. You're about to leave and that year was especially stressful so knowing that i could use what i wore to school as like an outlet for i guess my frustrations at the time was a nice feeling mm-hmm. and so oh, 100% from there i just picked out things that i liked things that i didn't like and um
1: yeah mhm actually i think that was i was going to ask that question next i was like is there um like why for me, it kind of started off with the same thing. Like, my all black aesthetic kind of started in sophomore year because I was not very happy, but um, <laughs> it evolved into something better now. I like black clothes for a different reason. But um, yeah, no, I was going to ask basically is there, like, even now, um, it sounds simple, but like, why do you dress up? Like, why do you like putting um, effort into your outfits and stuff like that? Uh, yeah. Now? It's
0: just fun. Mm-hmm. It's something that I can like invest in, without having to think too much. Because I think I I buy things for the purpose of being able to match it with other stuff, and then every mm-hmm. day is like, oh, how can I wear this differently? Yeah, how, how can I? How can know, I you know spice it together. up? Um, yeah. And it's also fun to I, I not not receive compliments, but I guess like people who are also invested in fashion, it's like oh, different. You can exchange different styles, like, where did you get that? This mm-hmm. is so cool. And uh, I wonder
1: where I got this jacket. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For those of y'all who don't know, I got it from Chelsea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> selling some stuff. She was selling, selling
1: some of her old clothes, and this yeah. one's big, cute, and it fits <laughs> my aesthetic, clearly. So, I got it.
0: Wow, we love this energy. Amazing. We love this, like, synergy. I know, look own. at that. Wow, amazing.
1: Yeah. Um... I guess the reason like I dress up is more or less the same thing, right? As you said, um, yeah. It's for one, it's fun. Two, also like, I'm really invested in all those like Netflix fashion shows and stuff like <laughs> that. So I always pick up random cheesy quotes from them and like use them to justify myself. But like, clothes are like the first impression someone gets of you, like after your face. It's like, what are you wearing? What does that say about you, right? And yeah. so I think it's just cool to experiment with them and kind of see like what you put across or like what vibe you're setting off. Because even for me, like, I have mostly an all black wardrobe, but I still do have like different pieces that don't fit that, right? And so um, I just think it's cool to see like what can I do with this? How does it, what does it say about me? What is it like, get, what vibe does it give off? I think it's just fun to experiment with that. So, mm-hmm. I guess, who are, like, some some major influences that you have in terms of major? clothing? Yeah. Okay,
0: speaking of Netflix fashion shows, excuse me, Minju of Next in
1: Fashion. Yes! <laughs> Queen! Oh my god, I love her so much. Holy I cow. I love
0: her. She
1: an I'm so glad you watched oh that god. show, too. I've been, like, trying to... Her and Angel were like yes. the power duo, yes. oh my god. They were, y'all, if you haven't watched Next in Fashion on Netflix, it is hosted by Tan France and Alexa Chung mm-hmm. and Ken France. Please edit out me stumbling because <laughs> yeah. it's embarrassing. Um, but it's such a good show, oh my god. Basically it's like a bunch of designers, a bunch of like designers (laughs) and (laughs) they're basically competing on like a fashion show and they have to make outfits and it's like a whole bunch of variety so one day they have to make like dresses one day they have to use exclusively denim then there's just like different themes for each episode it's so much fun go watch it like holy cow (laughs) it's
0: just i don't know the way she like experimented with form and color Mm -hmm.
1: yes just I still um, follow her on Instagram, like after watching that show, same. I was just like so amazed. Her and uh, Daniel Fletcher,
0: mm-hmm.
1: both of them, holy cow, I just, oh they're so creative, they're so I love amazing.
0: them. And uh, it's, it's like wearing art, I guess, if it's it's kind mm-hmm. of cheesy to say that, but wearing clothes is like wearing art, and everyone Mm-mm. has different tastes, and like what you said, it's like the first thing you see uh, when you meet someone, so it's very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah.
1: Um, what was the question I originally asked? Right, major influences. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: Um, who else? Also, um, <laughs> if you guys didn't notice by my last, by our last uh, podcast episode post, uh, I'm more opposed to Sonika, who is more of like a K-pop stan, I'm more of like a Korean hip-hop stan, I guess. And a lot of their fashion is so, I don't know, it's just so great, so street, so nice.
1: Right and yeah. it reflects
0: like their individual cultures within hip-hop so I take a lot of inspiration from there as well, so mm-hmm. it's really fun.
1: Cool. I mean, yeah, I'd be lying if I say none of my fashion influence comes from K-pop as well. <laughs> Hello. I mean, look at the earrings. These didn't oh. come from nowhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'd say that's one part. I definitely like um, looking at some of like the idols or some of the celebrities and just seeing like okay, what can I afford from this outfit? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I think my focus on, like, silhouettes definitely came from there because, like, I, it just wasn't something I considered beforehand. And that's why when you look at a lot of my old outfits, it's like the colors are matching technically, but something's off. It's, it's because the proportions, the shape, <laughs> that's not any way coordinating with each other. So I guess that's one thing uh two, Tan France Tan France taught me so much <laughs> in terms of like what to buy and what not to buy. I learned that cargo is a sin. Yes. Camo is a sin. <laughs> Anything a middle-aged dad would wear is probably a sin. <laughs> no, but um the tucking in that that was 100% true. I was like amazing. if he says it it's lost. Learning that God's was like
0: God's sin because at first I used to just like tuck my shirts in all the way which yeah, would be really annoying, yeah. but the French tuck is elite.
1: It's <laughs> revolutionary, you guys! Oh my it's god, yeah. I still full tuck sometimes, no shame. But like, I mean, it we can depends. Mix it up. We have
0: some variety. Yeah, of...
1: exactly. It's yeah. not the only way to go. Uh, Who else? I'm trying to think. There's probably a lot of people. Um, I think part of it is just like what I grew up with as well, like. I still mostly live in skinny jeans, and that's because <laughs> I just haven't bothered to go out of that comfort zone. It's okay. Yeah. Really and then okay. for jewelry, there's definitely some like Indian influence, because like our jewelry is fancy. <laughs> so, that's the vibe.
0: <laughs> in that uh, regard, I guess, um, do you feel like you dress like the person you want to be?
1: Hmm. Whoa, that's kind of
0: (laughs) deep. Or are you, are you trying, do you, I mean, in my case, I don't know, um, like what we said about people that influence us, sometimes I try to be conscious of what I buy, because it's like, wow, it looked cool on this person, or Mm -hmm. I aspire to look like this sort of aesthetic, so I sort of buy clothes based on that, opposed to, like, just purely, oh, this is nice, let's let's just purchase it. In in the Mm -hmm. long run, what what is it going to mean to me? how I perceive myself image I guess.
1: Oh yeah, no, I, I, I do get that. Um, I guess like, do you mean like when I buy or like when I shop for clothes or is it just mm, like? Just in general. Mm, okay, I think you brought up a valid point. There's a lot of things I see on others and I'm like, wow, that'd be really cool. And then it just doesn't look good on me specifically, mm. which is fine. I mean, not everything's gonna look good on everyone, right? You gotta pick and choose. Um. So I think, yeah, I do take that into consideration. Like when I'm shopping for clothes, especially, I'll take like a lot of stuff into the fitting room and then I'll be like, "Um, okay, this looked better in my head, that's not, (laughs) right? So I think, yeah, a lot of it is like, I have influences, but in the end, does it suit me specifically? Mm -hmm. So I think I'm pretty happy with where I'm at in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What about you?
0: I don't know recently the I, we've probably talked about this probably twice who even knows how many times we have talked about this but the instagram algorithm has been recommending it's scary me, recommending me like insane because first of all they're spot on to my aesthetic but they're also mm-hmm. like a million dollars so yeah oh my god um, for
1: real do you you get like those insanely expensive brands too, and you're like, this is right, but I don't have money. <laughs>
0: I think I got an ad for Coach sunglasses the other day. Holy cow. I was like, wow, these are really nice. They're so cute. And they were like worth $100. Okay, no, it's fine. Uh, it's okay.
1: okay. Um, for me, the algorithm's a little confused as to what I'm going for. Oh. <laughs> because, as I said, like in terms of like jewelry and like silhouette, mm-hmm. I do sometimes follow like the K pop like, trends in terms of clothing. But then the algorithm takes that in like the cutesy direction. And so I'm constantly oh. getting ads for like super like pastel and like soft and like, you know, fluffy clothes. And I'm like, <laughs> no, man, <laughs> but uh, that and then like once I established that, like, I wear slightly edgy clothes and I emphasize slightly. The algorithm goes full goth, so it's like constantly alternating between like fluffy pastel pink and blue, and like actual like hardcore goth clothes, (laughs) so it's like never quite what I want, but it's like just, just merge the two.
0: If we're shifting maybe the topic a bit,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what is your, what would you consider your aesthetic? I, I feel like My, that's different from style, in, a, in style, a way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It more so takes into account your interests and like your as well. I don't know. Mm. I don't know.
1: I, no, I totally get that. That's... That, okay, well you go first, cause... Um...
0: I we, see your spots. We've also... There's just so many things that... Oh, it's like a trigger word, and I just remember everything we've talked about in DMs. Is it just me? I just like remember things. <laughs> right? Uh, I'm not a very, I don't lean towards cottage core very much. I'm more of a <laughs> Mediterranean it, Italian coast house type of person. So yes. I try to think a lot about that. Because um, I feel like it, the, the it's somewhere I've never been. It's somewhere that I think about a lot. And the color scheme of the area is just so nice. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I, I like color schemes a lot and I like color schemes that match well together and mm-hmm. I guess if I were to sum up my aesthetic in one thing, it would probably aside from Mediterranean cottage core could <laughs> probably be Wes Anderson films. Um his movies specifically focus a lot on symmetry, color palettes and stuff like that, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess that's kind of my, my vibe. I don't I don't know if you can no, put into words different. what Mediterranean cottage core means cottage
1: core looks like it's more so
0: hopefully it provides an adequate imagery <laughs> an actual thing it's it's a lifestyle and I dream <laughs> of <on. laughs> Yes ma'am. Yeah. I don't know. That makes sense.
1: No, I do get that. <laughs> um for me I kind of touched on this earlier but like my like clothing style and my like quote unquote aesthetic are completely in contrast. Like if I were to describe my um, my vibe It's very like peaceful. It's very calm. My, my plant is right here. She's kind of dying, but it's okay. (laughs) Here we go. So there's that. I've got the candles. I've got another plant over there. I'm super into like spirituality and like yoga and meditation. I don't mean the gentrified like American kind. I mean like legitimate actual meditation and yoga. Don't get me started on that. I could do like a whole episode (laughs) on that, but more on that later. Anyways. um, Yeah. It's like, for me, I guess I guess it'd just be like calm. Like if I were to associate it with a color, I'd say like grass green. You know, like just mm-hmm. just tranquil, like woodland, forest vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like I'm, I come across as energetic. I don't know what we could do this as like our next question, but like, what do we see each other as? Oh, <laughs> that's gonna stress me out so much. I'm so worried oh. for your response. <laughs> no, but, no, you're good. When
0: I first met you, okay, anyway, I'm very introverted, so I feel that most of the friendships I've made were because I was approached by somebody. So looking at it now, I think I have a lot of extroverted friends, just because of mm. that sort of dynamic. But for you, <laughs> um, I just consider you as my most positive
1: friend, oh, thank <laughs> you.
0: because I know that I don't know. I don't know how we became friends, how that worked, but I feel like
1: I do remember actually. Um You do? Yeah, I remember Raider Camp in sixth oh, grade? Oh
0: that, but I mean I, That's, that's what we didn't met. have like, oh, how we became oh, like
1: friend friends. We
0: didn't have a bond though. We were just like,
1: Hey, what's up?
0: But we never we never that's continued. True. That.
1: And then in seventh grade suddenly both of us knew like our entire lives. What was
0: what class did we even have together in seventh grade? I don't even remember. Math. We had math. It was math?
1: Yeah, it was math.
0: Wait. Yeah. No, you're right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and then you just got like a bunch of memories just slapped well, in the face. That class was
0: a whole other. That's like a whole that other was story. So wild.
1: <laughs> so, I know. Holy
0: cow. Yeah. I think sometimes it's nice because having extroverted friends means not necessarily that I, I know, lean on them too much, but I can rely on them to be positive in return. So that's kind of how. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's kind of how I perceive you as a friend,
1: I guess. Mm -hmm. What would you think, like, my vibe is, I guess? Like, I mentioned, like, green calm, but, like, obviously Um, not everyone has that perception.
0: Yellow? (laughs) Really? Okay. Kind of, yeah.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. It's, like, sunny, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. (laughs) I think for you, um, I definitely... You mentioned that most of your friends are extroverts because, like, they approach you, right? For me, it's the exact opposite. I'm the token extroverted friend, oh. <laughs> and I adopt all the introverts. So, like, a good 90 95% of my friends are all introverted because, as you said, I'm generally the one to, like, instigate the conversation and, like, pry and be really nosy until <laughs> someone opens up to me. Um, so, yeah, I think for you, um, I definitely saw you as, like, my most trustworthy friend in seventh grade yeah um <laughs> it's so cringy now but like um i used to be able to tell you a whole whole lot in middle school oh yeah they were um and yeah. middle you know middle school is like the weird time where everyone's like oh she told this someone like someone blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's just like everyone's so nosy in everyone yeah. else's lies. she's so like you were so like mature Oh really? For a middle schooler, like yeah, you just you didn't get all in, like, involved involved in people's business. I remember I really like leaned on Tees for support because you were like super trustworthy. I could tell you anything, um, but it also wasn't like me just like dumping everything on you. It was more of like both of us can like tell each other things and rely on each mm-hmm. other. <laughs> also like <laughs> you were just really nice. Like I again I as you said I don't remember what like the clicking point was yeah. for us where like we became really good friends. But I do remember we had that like running joke where it's like, yeah, we've totally been best friends since the entirety of (laughs) sixth grade. Because like we met each other at like our fresh, or not freshman orientation, our um, sixth grade orientation (laughs) for our middle school. And um, we just like didn't speak for a year. And then suddenly we were like best friends in seventh grade. And so, um, I I don't remember like a definitive point where everything clicked. but no I remember I could like really trust you and I was like super grateful to have you as a friend in seventh and eighth grade because I was I put myself in so much drama it's so stupid now. I'm, I'm making it sound like more emo than it actually is yeah. but um you kept me grounded you know <laughs> yeah Thanks. um as per vibe I think hmm I, I could definitely see Mediterranean cottagecore now but I think like from seventh grade to like Eleventh or sophomore year or something like that. I associate you with like a gray blue type of color like
0: No, I kind of get hmm. that I kind of get it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like What what color am I thinking of exactly? I think it's kind of like this one, but like a little bit more gray mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um I don't really have a rationale for it There's no like deep. Oh this color means this but <laughs> It's just like <laughs> yeah, like you're very calm. You're very like chill oh thanks i'm i completely lack description when i talk <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> yeah but i see like a gray blue and it's like a calm you know like a neat like a rainy day but like not a sad rainy day it's mm. like when it's raining and you're like reading a book oh thanks <laughs> that's the vibe i get um this wholesome friendship moment wow I <laughs> wow yeah
0: uh. I just, yeah, there are so many things that have changed about us, but at at heart, we're really the same.
1: Yeah, for sure. We're
0: the same people.
1: Okay, I was going to ask, since we're on the topic of middle school, I think I asked this kind of to you last week, but um, I guess, how has your style, like your personal style evolved since middle school? Because I think that's kind of the place where we at least start considering our clothes, at least for me. Mm -hmm. So... Has there been, like, a definitive evolution in terms of your style?
0: Um, At the time, I had a concept of what matching was, but it was more, uh, oh, these colors go together. I'll just wear these two pieces of clothing. But at the end of Mm -hmm. the day, you don't wear certain things with certain things because they just, there's not fire. They're just not coordinated. I think from then, I've been, I've adopted a more flexible style. Like I said at the beginning, purchasing and getting things that, you can mix and match with. I've become more fluid and I think I've sort of adapted my own structural mind, like structuring my outfits I guess. I've become better at that.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I guess in terms of like aesthetic or vibe, has have did you have like a definitive vibe change throughout mm-hmm. those years?
0: I'm not really sure. I think I just went with whatever I liked, and I was more mm-hmm. honest about it. Because sometimes um, I would go shopping with my mom and whatnot, and we have two very different aesthetics as well. I'd just be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, this yeah. is fine, this is really like, cool. But I think I started to become more adamant about what I wanted to wear, and even trying new mm-hmm. things that were sort of out of my comfort zone before. I've sort of shifted towards that.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah. No, I get the thing about like mom and you having like completely different aesthetics, Because <laughs> for me, she like she knows what looks good on me, but it's like not my style, you know. So it like looks good, and I won't mind wearing it, but it's not what I would buy for myself. So it's interesting in that way. But um, yeah, for me, I really like putting myself in like boxes in terms of <laughs> pretty much anything. So I think I have like a definitive like different stages in terms of how it's like progressed for me. Um, For me, as I said, middle school, like six, from like fourth to seventh grade, I would shop at Justice or try to find things that looked like they're from Justice. Like I lived in neon and glitter, and it was absolutely atrocious. Honestly, I think the reason I wear all black now is because I entirely compensated for it during those four years. I was like, this is atrocious, so I just we're never doing that again. Black. But yeah, so up till like 7th grade, it was all justice. 8th grade was when I was finally like, that's not cool. I'm cooler than that. And so I started like going to like the fast fashion stores on my own. Like, you know, like Charlotte Rue's Forever 21 Um, and stuff like that. Uh, But I still had like no sense of what looked good. And I was also very like frugal. I still am, but I was like frugal to a fault uh, when I first started shopping for myself. And so I would literally go to the clearance rack and as I mentioned last week, pick out the crustiest looking <laughs> clothes. I And for me it was more or less like the same thing you said, where it's like these colors match, but then like the fit did not look good or like the length was off, or it's just the proportions weren't right. So whenever it was all put together, yes, theoretically the colors looked fine together, yeah. but that's it, that's all. Um, and then in freshman year, it was more or less the same thing. Sophomore year is when I really started caring, like you said. Um, because things got so much harder like academically, clothes were like the one thing I could like kind of quickly control and just feel good about myself in. And so that's when I started like the whole all black and white thing. Um, Simply because it was, I don't know, I read, there's this video I watched, there's some like Japanese designer and he does like kind of like goth or like all black clothes as well. And he was saying, I, I don't remember his name, nor do I remember exactly what he said, but I really like the quote where he was like, black is both the most arrogant and modest color you could wear. And I was like, that's true. Because it's so like simple, but it's also <coughs> very like, a, it's, it's a bold color, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that. It was just like this black and white, like that aesthetic was just very easy to coordinate. And it was also like loud without too much effort. And I like simplicity. So I, it, was, it was something I can get on board with. Um, and then in junior year, I was very adamant that I was no longer sad, <laughs> so I tried switching back to pastels. <laughs> but lo and behold, here we are again because I just I, I like the monochrome look. So that's that's what happened with me. Mm. Yeah. So, it looks... My mom does bug me to get a lot of colors from time to time. <laughs> She's like, stop, just get something colorful. Yeah, same, same, yeah. but... So. It's cool. Whatever.
0: <laughs> black is just so comforting though.
1: such a... Such a right? comforting, Isn't it? Like,
0: color to wear.
1: It is. I, I 100% agree.
0: Um,
1: and... Uh, oh, look. You're wearing black too. Yeah, we
0: are. We really do be... We really Dang. Do be oh my god. And
1: Emo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Alright. So... It looks like we're getting towards the end. We're, we're going to... Do we have a song of the week? Oh, I do. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> um, um, do you have questions with friends? And our song of the week this week is Go Shopping by Loopy and PH1. I mentioned it again in, in our last podcast post. It's. <laughs> I don't relate to it in any way, but I just like that Loopy raps about various luxury brands. And I thought it was a cool approach because the premise of the song is that the girl, the love interest, I guess, is a go-getter type of woman she's rich she's successful she can buy designer so <laughs> it's a really catchy song and for those of you listening on anchor and youtube uh, we will be back after a short break but for those of you listening anywhere else we are going to deep questions with friends
1: yay this is my favorite part oh.
0: yes the flavor of we this love segment
1: crying about our life yes Okay, so, shall I go first? Yes, you can go. Alright. Uh, okay, first, does evil come from within? And if so, why?
0: In sophomore year, we wrote an essay about whether or not humans were good or evil. And when I thought about it, my answer was that men are naturally evil because, I guess, I guess in this case, I'll define evil as doing something wrong. As you grow older, even when you're a kid, when you develop your own opinions, and, yeah, really, when you develop your own opinions, you start to question the things that people might tell you, or especially, uh, well, when you're like four years old, you're not questioning authority itself. More so, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, you don't agree, you're impatient, maybe you're not as mature to think it through. So in that sense, it's in us to commit things that are wrong, because we want to challenge something. Mm-hmm. I guess, and that's sort of where my mind was going with it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I think, yeah, because there's also tons of like psychological studies supporting that. Like unless humans get, you know, like a touch or like nurturing, they as, as messed up as those experiments were. I mean they proved that you know kids need attention and love and nurturing to become like morally correct human beings Mm -hmm. Um, yeah there is one specific one I remember the feral child experiment is what I think it was called it was really really unethical it was terrible but it it proved in, in essence that that like unless we have something to counteract we are prone to evil but I think for me personally, I believe that we're just like a blank slate, like we're not innately anything, it's just a matter of what we're exposed to or what we, what we have a lack of exposure to. So like, um, if we start off, in the if we were put in the world like as a completely blank slate, and we just didn't have exposure to anything, like we weren't neglected or cared for, we weren't introduced to good or evil, I think we'd just be completely neutral, like it's blank. Right? And then we do bad things because, or like we rebel because we see that as an option. Like if, I don't know, either out of our own natural curiosity or like someone shows us that they are rebelling. Like there, there's basically, there's a ton of influences around us. I think that we are entirely a blank slate and whatever good or bad we do is just a culmination of like what we see around us. So yeah. That's interesting. Does it come from within? No, I think everything is external. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's not right or wrong. It's just <laughs> what we think. Once this gets big, people are going to start, like, arguing with us. I can't wait. <laughs> we're going to get emails. If you think that everything is an external influence, then explain why my friend over here. It's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> wait,
0: but, I mean, we'll be good because we're both taking philosophy classes, so.
1: Yeah, we'll be like, so according to this person. We actually have some...
0: <laughs> some uh, cards if you will to play
1: yes ma'am
0: okay let's see do acts of kindness have a motive
1: i think yeah i mean we're all inherently selfish creatures right if we do an act of kindness it's because when we make another person because everyone a lot of not everyone but like a lot of people justify acts of kindness with like It'll. Sorry, I'm like breathing really hard. <laughs> if you can't tell, um, allergies—they're doing great things to me. Um, but um, a lot of people justify like acts of kindness or like charity and stuff like that. Um, they say they do it because it helps another person feel good or it makes their day. But like, if you really boil it down, why? Why do we care that they're having a better day? It's because it makes us feel good as well. Like anyone who's like volunteered or done charity work or like even just like complimented someone, they know that after they compliment that person or after they do that volunteering thing or after, you know, they do something nice for someone else, they also feel good. So I think, yeah, I mean, wait, what was the original question? Um, do acts of kindness have a motive? Yeah, I think they have a motive, even if we say it's just for another person. By doing it for another person, it makes us feel good too, mm. so. um that being said, it's not like everyone's mean and selfish. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, that's that's just human nature.
0: We're just so. plugging the good place at this point. I realize that halfway through your response. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with your answer. Even if it's a good intention motive, it's still a motive. A motive is a motive. Whether you're doing mm-hmm. it for clout, I guess, I don't know. That's, that's pretty terrible if you do it for clout. But out of kindness, mm-hmm. it's also a motive, because some people get self-satisfaction out of helping others, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's basically the premise of The Good Place. That... The, the yeah, questions we, we just asked...
1: <laughs> to each other. Wow, look it up. Uh, good Place? You should pay us. Yeah. Everyone we mention on this podcast should pay us, I'm just saying. Tan France? Pay us. come please. on. <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, okay let's
0: see
1: is beauty subjective or ob- objective since we're talking about style and fashion
0: in mainstream society I'd say it's I mean obviously there is an aesthetic that people prefer to follow whether or not they feel that way I, I don't I don't know I mean, sometimes, I feel like I have to adhere to a certain standard that's not mine, just because it's so inherently ingrained in society. Mm -hmm. But to me, I guess, um, it's sort of, I mean, going back to aesthetics, right, what I find attractive or beautiful or whatnot is is subjective to my taste, but Mm -hmm. at the same time I feel like there's this internalized need to adhere to that standard, that that implied Mm -hmm. standard.
1: Um, I think, I yeah, I 100% agree with your answer as well, um, because, I mean, yeah, if you talk about, like, what you find, like, attractive or beautiful or, like, even just, like, aesthetically appealing, it differs from, like, person to person, and if you look at, like, subcultures and stuff like that, I mean, that's the whole reason subcultures exist in themselves, right? Like, it's because what some person finds attractive or appealing or aesthetic, um, differs and if there's commonality then that creates like subculture quote unquote but um yeah basically the same thing it's yeah if if i have my own standards that like i set for myself but at the same time especially with beauty standards there's some things that are so like ingrained in us from early on that like we have to either filter it out or it's just like kind of there in the back of our mind um i guess this is kind of like going off on a tangent but I guess, like, what's one thing, if you don't mind sharing, that, like, beauty standards have convinced you isn't good, or, like, that you have to kind of filter out? Like, this created an an implicit bias that you've had to overcome. I could go first if you want.
0: Oh, yeah. I have to think a little bit.
1: Okay. Um, For me, this one's kind of more relatable to me as a person. Um, But for me, noses is kind of a big one yeah um because like you know like Eurocentric beauty standards and stuff like that um beauty standards kind of say that you should have like a small thin and like curvy nose right and it should be like cute and petite and my nose isn't like particularly large or like deviant from beauty (laughs) standards but it's definitely not like adhering to it either like if I were to turn to the side it's kind of curvy if you look closer, there's, like, it has a very apparent bridge and, oh, we'll like, changes its curvature, I guess, yeah. <laughs> about halfway through. And I remember I was, like, really, really self-conscious about that for quite a while. And even now it's something I have to, like, remind myself. If I see, like, a photo of me from, like, a side profile or something like that, um, I'll have to be like, Sonika, no, your nose is beautiful. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so that's one I could personally relate to. Um. Oh, I think I will make a PSA real quick. Y'all's big noses are gorgeous. Don't Mm. ever feel insecure about them Just because society tells you that they're not ideal does not mean they're not ideal because they were made for your face And they make you you and that is gorgeous and stunning, and I know I sound cheesy, but (laughs) believe it.
0: Yes, yes. Okay Let's see in my case uh, Growing up around other not really other Filipino people, but when I did grow up around other Filipino people, like going to parties and stuff, I know that I don't look Filipino traditionally. Um, and so sometimes I get conscious of not looking Asian enough or not having like smaller features, things like that. So, mm-hmm. and also even even in like elementary school, people would assume like what race I was, things like that. So I, I wished maybe if I looked more apparently this or that, it would adhere me to my culture, but at the end of the day, it's just how you how you just learn to. Because culture is an mm-hmm. appearance; it's, it's something in your life. Yeah, but that bothered me. I it's think it's a, a lot more than that. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought conversely, <laughs> okay. weirdly enough. I know, like, I'm really dragging this on, but I just think it's an interesting it's it's an interesting topic. For me, it was kind of the opposite because even me, I have a pretty Indian face, but it's not like stereotypically Indian you know like <laughs> I've, I've had people guess a number of things other than Indian upon meeting me but um, weirdly enough don't get me wrong I'm very proud to be Indian but um, I was kind of happy that I didn't have like a stereotypically something face because I feel like um, that kind of gives yeah, for way sure. for like profiling if you know what I mean right like if you can't tell what I am off the bat you have to form mm-hmm. your own opinions based on like how I present myself to you versus like if I were to have like a stereotypically Indian face or if I were to, I don't know, just like stereotypically anything, right? You have certain like preconceived notions about a group of people and when you see someone that looks like them, you kind of just associate those same attributes to that person, right? So, um, I don't know, I just think it's interesting because you mentioned like not liking looking serious not <laughs> yeah. liking yeah not looking stereotypically something <laughs> but um for me i feel i feel like it's more of a blessing like my culture comes second to my personality
0: is having a big ego a negative trait or a positive trait
1: oh i question this a lot because you see a lot of like world leaders or people in power <laughs> and their ego is like the size of the sun And it's just like should i be egotistic like if y'all are that successful and that like Mm. you know proud of yourselves should i be more confident but i kind of concluded at least for myself it's it's a balance like you shouldn't be completely unconfident in yourself and unhappy with who you you are like you should at least at the very least be self-aware of like okay this is a flaw of mine Now it's up to me if I want to change this or if I'm okay with this or like whatever, right? Um, So I think ego is Mm -hmm. okay, but to an extent. Like you should, you know, self-love is still ego, but it's not saying that you should be arrogant. It should, you should just be accepting of who you are. And I think to that extent, ego is fine. Like you should be relatively happy with Mm -hmm. who you are and you should Yeah you know, embrace yourself, like, whoever you are, but, um, if you're, like, super conceited, and, like, showing down people, and you're, like, I'm the best, and nobody's, like, at my level, or even just, like, subtly kind of implying that you're Mm -hmm. better, that's (laughs) gross, don't do that, so, (laughs) it's just, I mean, for me, it's just a matter of, again, I talk about gut feeling a lot, but, like, in my gut, if I'm happy with how I'm presenting myself, or, like, how much I want to express my love for myself, Um, then we're cool. Mm. Where Mm -hmm. it crosses
0: the line is when you don't take into account other people's opinions um, and other people's, I guess, perspectives. I think something that people have issues with, especially when it comes to ego, is sort of not conceding to an argument. That's not to say... This doesn't apply to social justice and obviously things that are universally needed in society, but more but more so just petty things just that basic morality, you don't need to yeah. argue over. Because there, there's pride, too, in ego, mm-hmm. but there's an amount that once you overstep it, it becomes sort of imposing. So, yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. That's our last question, everyone. So, since our, right, y'all. <laughs> since our outro script is outdated, <laughs> I'm just gonna freestyle it, so. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, go for it. Let's do this. <laughs> Thank you, everyone freestyle. for tuning in today to us talking about personal style and also uh, going on a very big tangent in which we reveal things about ourselves that we kind of regret. And as usual, we have concluded our deep question segment with questions from allocation. So we hope that you guys will join us again next Tuesday for more overall shenanigans. This has been Armbridge Podcast. Yay. Goodbye.